0: Ladies and gentlemen, he needs no introduction. (laughs) Ryan Hamilton. Ryan, thank you so much for being on this uh, my fake podcast. I
1: appreciate it. (laughs) No, this is a real podcast, and I'm happy to be here.
0: This is real. This is a real studio. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, I I already did the intro, but this is the reset what's going on. You and I have known each other for many, many years. That's right. And now you're a huge success. And this is what, uh, in the podcast world, we'd call this a get. A get of Ryan Hamilton. Because we go back. Really? Yeah, well, I, th- nice. I think so. I think so. I mean, when I mentioned it to my wife, she was like, oh, Ryan's going to do it? What? And I said, yes, Ryan. He's We've broken bread with Ryan Hamilton at the house. We're friends. You're one of my oldest friends in comedy now. You're probably
1: one of the oldest Friends in comedy that I uh, talk to regularly. Now, I mean, we'll, I, I met a couple people right around you when I started working, but you're the only one that I really kind of talk to anymore.
0: That that's good, from that right?
1: Period. I think so.
0: That's a compliment.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I would love to talk to everybody else, but we uh, stayed in touch. A so bit. so
0: let's just tell people we, we go back to when you were at the very beginning, and I remember seeing you, yeah. and I've told you this before, so yes. this won't be a shock to anyone. No. Man, and a matter of fact, I was a guest on another podcast recently. Yeah. And they said do you because they always wonder i own you know wise guys for those who don't know and i see a lot of comedians and they go can you tell when someone's gonna hit or not or whatever and i i have no eyeball for it i know what i like right but i do remember seeing you at the very beginning and thinking there's a nice gentleman yeah he's friendly he's got a nice smile he's got a nice way about him but i never in my life Thought that things would go the way they've gone for you, and that is not. In, no. That's a disrespect. That, that's me. That's no. all on me because you are killing it, my
1: friend. Well, thanks. I never thought that either when we met. I was just doing comedy for fun. I had no career ambition, really. I was doing it for fun. I had another job, if you remember. I was doing public relations, and uh, I thought I really thought if I could get to the point where I'm like the local host at Wise Guys, there that would be my. That would be it. That would be fun for me.
0: So you're saying that when you first started off, if you could have just made... A couple bucks and kept your other job or another job?
1: Yeah, that's what really when I really was starting. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I just want to, I enjoy this. I love writing jokes. I have no concept how a career in this really works. And I had been through college. I had a career path. And I thought, this is fun. I just like it. I thought it would be a fun thing to do on the weekends.
0: At what point did you say, okay, wait a second. This is more than a hobby. I I like this a lot. And I'm going to go for it and, and push hard.
1: To be honest, that point came, I'm not even lying, that point came when I got fired from my job. And I I got fired... You know, they say I got let go. I really got fired, but I'm still friends with them. It just it did It wasn't a good fit. I wasn't good at it. So,
0: so they canned you, though. They said, "Hey, you know what? Maybe there's other things that you might want to do in your life." Was it one of those? Yeah,
1: I was there for a year. I worked really hard to get this job, and uh, a year goes by. I was kind of disillusioned. I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't really performing well. They said that they laid me off. They gave me a nice little severance package and everything, but they hired. But the position was open. They hired someone immediately after I left, so I didn't really get laid off. I got fired.
0: So they had their own someone else already.
1: Uh, well, they just knew I wasn't the right fit, and I knew it too, but I didn't have the guts to quit, and I was really enjoying comedy. I mean, it was in the back of my head. And I was doing it a lot. That's what I was thinking about. That's what, you know, so I was writing jokes at work and stuff like that. So and do you
0: think that was a comedy was a distraction for your other
1: Yeah, I think other so. Other Yeah. And I started to really get interested in it a lot. But even after I got fired, I remember walking out into the parking lot with a box of things and being like, i got to find another job. Were you I sad? Wa- oh, yeah, I was really it sad. It hurts. Yeah, I was sad. E-
0: even if you, I remember quitting a couple of jobs yeah. that I didn't want to do anymore. Yeah. But then it still hurt my feelings yes. when they said, "Okay, yeah." Like even when I say, "You know, I think I'm done here," they go, "Okay, we agree." Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're supposed to beg. I want you're supposed to want me to stay. Well, what's going on? Then it hurts. Yeah. And then for a while, you got to kind of lay low. Yeah.
1: I didn't have the guts to quit. I wish I did. I, but it was one of the best things that happened to me. You know, because I, I got this job as a valet parking cars and I started to look for another job. But I was doing comedy and I was enjoying it. And then I got offered to do some little, you know, one nighter things here and there make a hundred bucks and drive into deep into Montana and almost <laughs> die. And, you know, and I was like, I like
0: this. Did something happen in Montana?
1: Oh, all sorts of things always happen. But I, yeah, I remember the first road gig I really did. I was it was in a blizzard. And somebody canceled, and I they called me. I had fifteen minutes. Was
0: it up for triple? Yep. Yeah.
1: It was a triple gig in Miles City, Montana.
0: Mm-hmm. Been there.
1: Yep. And uh, I remember, you know, I was like driving through. I was like, well, of course somebody canceled. You can't even get here. Right. Like it was just snowing. Like I was like white knuckling it for hours and hours and hours, and got to the gig, and yeah, it was crazy. I mean, someone headbutted butted me at the bar that <laughs> night.
0: Now, was, was that before or after the show? That was after the show. Okay, all right. But it was because
1: this woman, <laughs> she wanted to buy me a drink, and I don't drink. And I said, "I'm uh, thank you, I don't, I don't drink. And she just started to get angry, and I didn't know how to leave a situation. And she just grabbed me by the back of the head and went, crack. You know, she was inebriated. And everybody, I just remember everybody <laughs> pointing and laughing as I walked out into the blizzard. And I was like... This is comedy, I guess. But I kept doing that. For some reason, I could do that, but I couldn't do the job I was supposed to so do. So you could get
0: in the car, you could drive that far, yeah. drive through snow, feel yeah. like you might yeah. spin out. Who knows?
1: Yeah. And I, and I felt It was romantic to me at that time. It was like, wow, I made a hundred bucks. This right. is amazing. I remember that. Yeah. I,
0: I remember doing that. Yeah. I, I remember one time, talking about snow, talking about Montana, I yeah. was driving to What is Oh, Great Falls. So yeah. I was between Butte and Great Falls, Montana. Yep. I know you know it. Yep, It's on the I-15 just going straight north like you're going to Canada. And <laughs> right. I had my Geo Metro, which was legendary. And I was by myself going to do a gig in Great Falls, Montana. And there was just so much snow. And I was kind of going down. Uh, it wasn't a steep hill, but it was a hill nonetheless and ice everywhere. And my car did a 360. Now, I'm on the freeway. I'm probably going 40 or 50, which was way too fast. I, I did a 360. And I just remember looking <laughs> like in slow motion, and then it straightened out after 360, no and just way. kept going. Wow! And I'm like, "This is this is no insane." No way! And I remember going there and doing the gig, yeah. and 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 you, you sometimes wonder why. Why Nobody you do it? Nobody
1: knows what you went through to get there. It's just like this weird thing. You show up. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like. And you're gone.
0: They're like, hey, okay, do, do your jokes. Like, yeah. like, you know, I almost died, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, we don't care. We want to hear stuff. That's right. Oh, man. So yeah. you, you've got it going on. You you started doing open mic. Yeah. Now, you moved around a little bit. You lived in Seattle for a while. I
1: went to Seattle for a year, because so I really got interested. In it and I said, at a certain point, I was doing after I started doing those one-nighters, I said, I want to do this full-time and give it a shot for a year. And at that time, we had the club, which was great, and there was good stage time. I was getting really good weekend stage time here, mm-hmm. which you wouldn't get other places. And, um, you know, and then I, but I wanted to get on stage every night, because I felt like I, if I'm doing this full time, if I'm not on stage every night, then I'm just, I'm wasting my time. Right. So this was like two years in or something. So I went to Seattle, because I knew, you know, you introduced me to some people up there. I knew that I there was stage time every night and i got this tiny little uh, apartment it was like concrete floors i shared it with a kid we had a bare light bulb hanging down it doesn't even sound real but i i lived behind a comedy club and I just did that for a year. Which, got a, was that the underground? It was Giggles over in the U District.
0: Yes, and it's still there yeah. under a different name. Yes,
1: now it's a different... It, it's, yeah. a, it's laughs. It's laughs with now. Our, with our yeah. buddy Chili Dog. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and he was great to me there, and I got into that Seattle comedy competition there, and I didn't even make the finals, but I, I made the industry night. I won the industry night, and that was like the first time I met anybody from L.A. or anything like that. And they took me down to L.A., and I got a manager, and I... CBS sent me on some auditions and I got a studio test for an audition nothing happened I was in LA for like five days and I was back on the road for years
0: so do you want to act? Because when you say you had the CBS, yeah. did, was that for acting gigs? Yeah. Was sitcom type stuff?
1: Well, at that time, I didn't know what I was doing. I had studied acting in Salt Lake, really, a little bit. I would taken some acting classes here, this like kind of weekly thing where I just thought, this is interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm all in, so I'm doing everything I can. Right. So I found this acting class. I was like, let's do this. See if I get some commercials or something. That's kind of what I was thinking. So I had a little experience, but I didn't really know what I was doing. But yeah, I've always kind of dabbled in it. But stand-up has been my... True love, and it's like that's the first thing I I I always put do acting if it comes up, but it's always kind of second.
0: Do, do you still want to act at all? Yeah, or is I that enjoy kind it. Of... If I
1: can find the right thing, I really like it. But I get a lot of anxiety about finding the right thing. Like you know, or if if I get an audition, most of the time it's I, I go okay,
0: I'm going to go in for this, but I, I kind of hope I don't get it. Or <laughs> have you got have you auditioned for any parts? of note where you know who got the part that oh, it, yeah. that is someone that you you could you, and you don't have to tell me but I'm just wondering if there's someone you go hey that I auditioned for that and that guy got it and maybe they changed the role a little bit yeah. but maybe maybe there was a role that uh, you were up for or at least auditioned oh, for Oh yeah
1: that happens so many times I can't even think of a good one right now I remember um I was doing a bunch of auditions I was out in LA this was just a few years ago for pilot season you mm-hmm. go out there and to keep me busy the, uh, the these agents was like who came out here is, they have pressure on them to, to get me auditions so they were sending me on stuff that I was like well this is like supporting Matthew McConaughey and I'm like Okay. <laughs> you know, and then I see you're sitting in the movie theater a year later, you, and you're like, oh, I know these lines, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's really weird. But yeah, I you know, I've got done little things here and there. I enjoy it, but um, nothing ever really has hit for me. Oh, you are
0: in the movie with De Niro.
1: Yeah, I was. I was in a movie with De Niro. Yeah.
0: yeah now, now, the name of the movie, what was it? Comedian? What was it? A comedian. Yeah. Comedian, and it was one where De Niro played... I, I think it was a comedian. comic, right? Yeah,
1: he played a comedian. I played myself, essentially. It was just me on stage. So I wasn't really acting, but
0: yeah. So did you audition to. So, so you did. A, there was like a clip of stand up in, in. I didn't see the right. right. Can you tell me <laughs> <you> this <movie? laughs> Did you it's see okay. that? Have you seen the movie?
1: I saw. I went to a premiere. I went to his premiere and Ooh. I saw the movie. And uh, I went to like the premiere that the stars don't go to. like The, the next one. It was like, yeah. But it was nice. You know, my buddies were there. There were a lot of comedians in it. And I'd heard about this movie for years around New York. It was a passion project for De Niro. So
0: De Niro played, to set it up a little bit, played a disgruntled he comic kind of? He was
1: like a comedian who was a big star, but had kind of been washed up. Right. And he was kind of, but he was a really like, like, almost like a Don Rickles type of comedian. And, you know, really harsh and liked to go after people. And, and this is kind it was kind of a resurgence of his career, a comeback story story with a love story mixed in there. Mm -hmm. Um, Leslie Mann played the other lead, I think. Did Apatow produce this one? No, I don't think so. I mean, I was only there, I was only on the shoot like one night, but, um, so I didn't really get to know the crew much, but yeah, they had a, the director came to a show, he was just bouncing around New York, he came to a show that I was on at the Comedy Cellar, and apparently De Niro was there I didn't even know but I, after I got off stage they were like so just so you know De Niro's here with the director
0: so was this at the comedy cellar yeah it was
1: at the comedy cellar
0: the famed comedy cellar yeah so you were on stage and you didn't know that De Niro was in the audience yeah and no other comic mentioned it and said hey dude De Niro's down well, there he, he,
1: I, I guess I just ran in and I was kind of like and people show up at the comedy cellar you never really know it wasn't like they were hiding it from me but I just it just, I don't know I didn't talk to anybody before I went right. on stage or whatever and then uh, yeah like a week later I got a call from the director and he said uh, hey we're interested in this why don't you um, you know send us what kind of material you would want to do if you wanted to be on the show so I sent them some stuff and then they said yeah let's do it so they had an actual show set up it was like doing a regular show but it, they had cameras and everything and, and that was at the that was at the comedy cellar also so okay. that's how that worked but yeah, it was it was real crazy.
0: So when you did the premiere, De Niro wasn't there then.
1: He was supposed to be, but it was I couldn't. I think he couldn't make it. But it was a premiere, a special f- premiere for. It was like at the um, Directors Guild Theater in New York. So it was like an industry right. type premiere. But that's
0: cool. It was so cool. Was there a red carpet and everything?
1: No, it wasn't like a it wasn't like a publicity premiere but it was like for the industry so the director was there a bunch of this crew was there all of my comedian friends were there my manager came we watched the thing peter yeah peter you know peter <laughs> i love peter yeah been working with him for like 10 years now or more but i got to sit there with my manager peter and in the in thing and watch the credits go up and go see ryan hamilton played by himself ryan hamilton <laughs> that's awesome that man. was
0: cool yeah can i tell you my dumb story about yes please a, a movie i was in yeah so I was in a movie a long time ago, long time ago, and Giancarlo Esposito was in it. So he's the guy, uh, if you see Breaking Bad, he played Gus. Okay. He, he was in like all oh, the Spike yeah. Lee movies. So he's I'm in great. this movie yeah. with John. It was like when I first got down to L.A. I'm in yeah. a movie, and I play uh, this horrible cop named Walter. That was my name. <laughs> Walter was my name. And I play this horrible racist cop and uh, Giancarlo's in it, and then I ended up getting shot and killed and all that. So I had a couple friends of mine. They did a screening in Hollywood somewhere at some theater that, you know, one of these historic theaters. And no one was there. It was truly me and my friend, comedian Jeff Brown, who you know, Jeff. Oh, yeah. So, Jeff Brown, I said, Jeff, you got to come see this movie. Giancarlo's in it. I'm in it. Let's see it. And we watched it, and the credits rolled, right? Because that's what you're waiting for. You're waiting for your scene and whatever. They misspelled my name not once. But twice, they misspelled my first and my last name wow. in this thing. So they spelled Keith K-I-E-T-H. I'm like, for crying out loud. They, the only thing they spelled right was Walter, which isn't even me. It was a fake racist dude. And then Stubbs with one B. So wow. I sat through that whole, uh, I'm that, not saying it was a great movie. I'm not going to tell you that. That's but a bummer. It, but it's like, that's what you want to, you, yeah, yeah. you need some sugar, right? Yeah, From yeah. doing this, you do yeah. need some, yes. it's nice to get yes. some nice feedback. Yes. And that wasn't good feedback. Right. That's a bummer.
1: (laughs) But I don't know. I was just thrilled to be like, I'd forgotten I was even in that movie until you brought it up. It's like crazy how those things go by. Now, was that
0: before or after the Netflix special?
1: Let's see. I think that was before. Yeah. I think that was before. Dude, you
0: got it wrong. The Netflix special, fantastic. Oh, thank you. And I think that's the one that, uh, would you not agree, that's just kind of... It was a game changer, right? Yeah, that moved the needle a little bit.
1: That was the first thing I did. You know, these things kind of add up, and you don't know what's helping really, but you just kind of do everything. But that one, I felt like, oh, that bumped the needle up a little bit. Like I, I started, you know, being able to. I would go, I would show up at the show, and it would be full of people who were like knew the jokes, and I thought, oh, okay, this is different.
0: Is that how's that affect what you're doing? I mean, that's great. And it's nice to have fans because you always want fans. Right. But then you go, wow, they know know what this bit is.
1: Well, when it first came out, it was really scary because the turnaround on that Netflix special was really fast. So you didn't have time to
0: work on new stuff. Yeah,
1: exactly. I'd kind of been trying to go for a special and they didn't have a slot. And then they called me last minute and said, hey, look, this just popped up. You want it or not, but you got to be done in five weeks. And I was like, okay, so I did it. But that meant that I put – just the best of the best that I had. And so I was out of material as soon as that came out. So I was and, – and I had these people who wanted to come see me all of a sudden. So those first few months were like crowd work. You know, yeah. Like, Where are
0: you from? Yeah, yeah. Nice yeah. shirt? Yeah, working on real <laughs>
1: loose premises and like, you know, you remember this joke? I'm going to alter a line, you know. Try, was, try to create. Yeah.
0: But it was fun. Were you involved in the editing at all?
1: Yes. I flew out to L.A. and I sat there for three days with the director and tried to be on every decision. Now,
0: did they do a rough cut of the special and then present it? So you didn't have to be there for the excruciating every angle? No,
1: that would be tough. Yeah. That would be tough. They sent me... Basically, after the shoot, they go, so... What do you think? Which show do you want to be the kind of the base show? And I go, let's do this show and maybe not this big chunk here. And so I kind of gave them some directions on the rough cut, and then they send it to me, and then I go, I got to go out there, because, you know, as a comedian, you just know the material so well. Mm -hmm. You're like, I I want people to see my face right here. I want it to be wide right here, Mm -hmm. which people don't think about, but maybe it wouldn't make a difference, but I know what I want, so you got to go out there. Did
0: they do audience shots?
1: No, I, well, we had a wide shot from the back, but um, I specifically didn't want to see the audience. The much. up
0: close, someone cackling?
1: Yeah, we didn't have that. None of
0: that. They'll do that, though. Yeah,
1: they'll do that, but, uh, you know, but I don't know. You don't I want fr- it in there. I think it's kind of distracting, personally.
0: You want to hear another story? Yeah. I probably told you this one. I did uh, an evening at the improv. Long time. That was a oh, TV yeah. show for those who are old. Yeah, if you're old, you know exactly. Well, you know what the show is because you grew up business. watching "Evening
1: at the Improv." So yeah, A and E had
0: this TV show called "An Evening at the Improv," and it was on every week. And yeah. it, it was it was at that time. It was, a, it was a big
1: deal. Yes, it was. Yes.
0: And I was on that way before I should have been on it. <laughs> but to cut to the story about the audience, yeah. I did, they did audience, they did a live edit, which is dangerous. Yes. So oh, and yeah. for those who don't know what that is, they basically edit camera one, camera right. two, camera three as they're going right. and hoping that they're on the right camera right. when you tell the joke. And yeah. of course, they cut away during my setup or maybe during the punchline. And then they cut to some people eating, oh no, like eating nachos or fries or whatever yeah. it was, so I'm doing a joke that allegedly is funny, gets a laugh right, ha ha, ha ha, and then you just they cut to someone chewing, oh no. <laughs> That's why I always ask anybody that does the thing. I go, do they do audience shots? Because they did on mine. and yeah. it was horrific.
1: Yeah, I don't like them. I mean, it's. I feel like it can help sometimes, but I like a special. If you watch a special and you, it takes you away from the show. When I'm watching a show, I don't turn around to see the other people laughing. You no. know, I want it to be like this is me as much as it possible. Feel like I'm at a show.
0: So who do you like out there? I know you. I know some of your friends. There's some uh, great comedy. You don't want to name. But I mean, like Gary Goldman is is a fantastic comic. Gary is just and a good friend. Yeah,
1: he's a great friend. We were roommates for four years, and he's just masterful writer and performer. But what he's got right now is just fantastic, and he's got a special coming out on HBO this month. And he's in that new movie, The Joker. Yeah, yeah. So he's going to have a big month. So it's October is going to be big for him.
0: So you guys lived together for four years. Four years in New York. That's a long time. That's a long time with anybody, right? It flew by.
1: It's crazy how my I can't believe I've been in new york that long
0: no but. the four years living with gary flew by every all of it all <laughs> of new york
1: i've been in new york like 11 years and yeah all of it it was just like gary showed up i didn't even know him robert kelly introduced us and 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 gary was like i think i need to get back into new york and i said well you know he goes i don't i don't got a place to live i said we'll come check out this place i think we got an empty room and he goes okay and then we were friends that's you know, great yeah it was great. For four years. He's he, still one of my best friends. He's
0: really got it. Yeah. He's got it cranking right now. Yeah.
1: And he just works, you know. You, if you're interested in writing, he's got his um, Goldman tips that he puts out on Twitter. And, I see those. And, yeah, every day. He's got like a few hundred of them. I, I
0: didn't know there were that many tips. Yeah, he's got a lot of tips. If if I was giving out tips, <laughs> there'd be like three There'd be three. He has two hundred and something and yeah. that it's still going. Yeah, he and just he keeps doing it. And they're going strong. Yeah. I
1: think people like it because, you know, <laughs> you're alone when you're out there. It's like it's nice to know there's someone uh who's got these same issues that Yes, you
0: got. And the majority of those do resonate. Yeah. Where you read them and right. you go, Wow, this is uh wise. Yeah. yeah. This guy's really done it. Yeah, right. Okay, I gotta talk about the tonight show. You were on the tonight show yeah. last week. Yep. Last week. Yeah, it's a week ago yesterday. Okay, you did Colbert. Yep. You've done Conan. You've yep. done all the stuff. Yep. But you did The Tonight Show with yeah. Fallon. You murdered. Oh, now, thanks. does everyone get a standing ovation? Because I've been there a couple of times. You stood them up, brother. That was a great, great set.
1: Oh, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, that was pretty uh, surreal. I mean, it was kind of cool. I felt pretty comfortable because I'd done TV enough. It takes a bunch of times doing this where you feel comfortable. But I I hadn't done that show, but I knew the... The gig, I knew the routine. At so, least. so
0: leading up to it, you knew that you're on... So they have like a, a list of comedians, or they'll notify your management and say, okay, yes, we're interested in Ryan if Ryan wants to do it, and did they give you like a time frame that in the next month, and the next two yeah. months, or sometime?
1: I'd kind of been putting off doing another late night, because I don't know, I, I, I burned all this material in the Netflix special, and I, it takes me a long time to generate this stuff, so I was kind of scared to put it out there, but we got to a point where I have this tour coming up this fall, so I really wanted to do a spot. And, um, they'd been, you know, I'd, I'd met the booker a few times and he told me when you want to do something, let us know, we'll work on it. So we went to them and they said, great, we got a spot and they gave me a date right away. And then, uh, the date was crazy. The date was supposed to be this week, actually. It was supposed to be, uh, tomorrow I was supposed to do it. But, um... I would have had to I'm in Utah now obviously I would have had to fly all night and then do the show so I didn't want to do the date so they called That's a me burnout. Yeah so I said if you got any cancellations let me know they had a cancellation come up on a Friday and they said do you want to do it on Tuesday and I said okay but I didn't even have the set ready I hadn't even prepared it yet so I went to
0: town that weekend But you knew pretty much what you were going to do right No actually <laughs> so you had no idea what I, material to do I knew do? I
1: had some options I had a few options in my head I was like I could do this or I could do this and then I just chose one and then I just went to town editing it. Because if I do all those jokes that I did on The Tonight Show full, it's like a that's like 12 minutes. So I had to get it down to like 4.45.
0: So did you cut some of the fat out of the joke? Yeah, jokes? so just I had to
1: cut a bunch of stuff.
0: To make it like tags and yeah. parts of the joke? Yeah. Now, did you have to submit that to the booker, that material?
1: Yeah, eventually you do. I mean, that's normally you would have the material submitted before you get the date. But in this case, they made me an exception.
0: Now, was that like a transcript?
1: Yeah, for that show, it's a transcript. It's not always a transcript, but for that show, they wanted word-for-word word transcript. So
0: if you had a video, they'd say, that's great, that's nice, but we still want a transcript. Yeah,
1: I submitted both. They wanted both.
0: Now, does that go to standards and practices to make sure yeah. you're not going to say something that's...
1: I think that's why NBC, does, that's how they do it. They wanted the transcript um, for standards and practices. Do
0: they do that to tell you what to do or to protect themselves just in case you do something they don't want done? Or is it both?
1: I guess it's both. I don't know. I've never really had them edit anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people do have stuff that they needed edited, but they, I, I've never really run into much issue with it. So I don't, I, I don't know. I've always submitted stuff, and they go, okay. okay. But yeah, I'm lucky, I think.
0: So you live in New York City. Did they pick you up in a limo? To get you to the night show, they
1: did pick me up in a in a big black SUV, yeah, which was kind of nice. But uh, yeah,
0: so instead of taking the train or cab yeah. or whatever else, right?
1: I take the train. Sometimes I don't take the car, but uh, I, you know, I had my clothes. I don't want to schlep my clothes down there, whatever. So yeah, I took the car. It's now, nice. how,
0: how long before the actual set did you have to be on on? Wait, it's uh, uh, it's NBC Studios.
1: Yeah, so you're 30 at Thirty Rock, Rock right there. Um, it's pretty fast. The tapings at five. Uh, your call time. Is three o'clock, and then you do like a a run through on stage where the stage manager goes. Here's where you're going to walk when you get on stage. Here's where you need to look. Here's where the cameras are going to be. Jimmy's going to be behind you over here. The roots are over here to your left. Just get a a handle on the layout, and uh, then when you come off, here's what's going to happen. Jimmy's going to come over, say hello.
0: So at 3 o'clock when you got there, you rolled in. Is your stomach in knots? Because mine is right now. You're telling me this. (laughs) This is crazy.
1: My stomach was in knots on Friday when I I didn't have the set. But by Sunday, uh, Monday, I felt pretty good. And then I was like... uh, after I got the set down, I was like, I felt pretty good.
0: Did you do sets Monday night? So the night before, were you on stage yeah. working through it? So
1: the producer of my segment and the booker, he he came by and saw me Monday night, and I did a couple of sets. But Sunday night, I think I did six sets. Saturday, I was working in, in California theater, so I couldn't do a bunch of sets, but uh, Thursday, Friday, I did like... Six sets a night, just this five minutes.
0: So you show up at three o'clock. You got yeah. a uh, SUV, you <laughs> yeah, got a driver. Nice.
1: You get out, and people are standing around. It's kind of nice. People look at you like people don't know who they're looking at, but they're like, "That's I think so that's somebody." Is that is there a
0: certain entrance where? So if Jeremy Renner shows up or whoever, that's where. So you are yeah. one of those. Well,
1: I, 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 I <laughs> learned I learned that they do have an underground entrance. Okay. But they, they, but, so but when they, Tom I, Cruise is there, yeah, he
0: comes in. Yeah,
1: but I didn't even get the underground entrance. <laughs> It. it wasn't even offered to me, um, but uh, you know, it's it's kind of fun to walk out of the car and be like, "You got your clothes." Did you have you know,
0: your sunglasses on? <laughs> Did you have shades? No, on? I think I took them off. Oh, you gotta have them. On. But
1: it's so funny because a friend of mine was there at the at the show when I got out of the car, and I hadn't seen her in a long time. This is a funny story. I'll tell you. Um, so the the person uh, this, I do this joke about falling down and and that's a real story. I fell down after a date after talking about dating. Right. So, but that person had not heard. This girl hadn't heard the uh, joke, and it was kind of like she, not that she would have cared, but I wanted her to know that it was going to be on TV. And I hadn't seen her since I fell down after that date. So I text her, I was like, hey, this came up quick, I'm doing this joke, this is weird, but I just wanted you to know. And then she was like, oh, I love that joke. And then I was thought, well, I have these comp seats, do you want to come? Because it just happened fast, I didn't have anybody to invite. So she came to the show, I hadn't seen her since I fell down, and then... (laughs) I get out of the car, and she's standing there. I was like, hi, how you doing? I'm going to go do this joke about when I fell down, but I'll see you in the audience. <laughs> so that was kind of funny.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So did you meet Jimmy before, after, or was it just... Before and
1: after. He was really nice. He he likes to come by, and he talked, and uh, you know he loves stand-ups, yeah. and so he loves to talk about stand-ups. So we talked about comedy, and we talked about him opening for Brian Regan on the road back mm-hmm. in the day, and he just loves stand up So it's fun. It's like talking to another comedian. And and then after the show, he came running up the hallways like, I got a meeting, but I just wanted to come say hi. And it was really, he was really nice. He seems genuine. Yeah, he was nice.
0: He was super nice. Now, also on the show was. Was Jennifer Lopez? j Jen- Yeah. Hustler? A- <laughs> the movie Hustler? I, I keep hearing about it. I don't know. Have you seen it? I have not seen the movie. Did you talk to her?
1: I didn't talk to her. I didn't try to talk to her. Um, Is she she's, surrounded
0: by her people? Yeah, she's
1: got people around. And, you know, they did that, that big dance number. When you get there, it's all happening fast. And, and, and all the artists on the show are in their own thing. They all got So it's just like wardrobe, urine, makeup. You kind of cross in the hallway. But all the times I've done those shows, I've never really... Talk to people much, except Bradley Cooper on Conan. He wanted to talk. He was cool. And after my set, he talked to me for like ten minutes about comedy. Was that weird? Yeah, it was you, a little was weird. Was it surreal
0: as you're talking? Like yeah. I can't believe he's talking to me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> because it was one of those moments where you you do your set and you're last on the show, and then he comes out to like say goodnight. And then it's you know those moments on TV where you see like people talking, but you and they're like, what are they
0: talking about? Right.
1: It was like I'm doing that right now, <laughs> Bradley Cooper. <laughs> But he was so cool, he's a big comedy fan.
0: Has there been any contact with any of these famous people since then? Like, have you run into anyone, or did did they remember you? Did you exchange phone (laughs) numbers? Does any of that ever happen, or is it just a one-off?
1: Bradley is such a nice guy, but uh, I was at the cellar one night, and um, Dave Chappelle came in, and I was just standing there, and he brought a bunch of people in. Mm -hmm. And I think this must have been after A Star Is Born, because I think they're pals from that movie, maybe. So I, I'm, I'm going to watch Chappelle. So I'm standing there and he brings a bunch of people and I'm just standing there. There's only standing room. And uh, I find myself, Bradley Cooper, shoulder to shoulder, like he's next to me. And I'm like, this was like four years ago, but we had a 10 minute conversation. Right. But he, I can tell he's engaged in Chappelle, like right. he's wanting to watch. But I'm standing there for a while and I'm like, I don't know, what do, you, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> and I just kind of like, you know, after a... Applause break or something I go hey uh, Bradley we did the we did Conan like four years ago and he looked at me and I don't know if he recognized me or what I don't even know if he heard me and this much happened to him all the time but he just kind of nodded his head like that
0: and I was like okay
1: and I wish I wouldn't have said that
0: so- So it means we're friends, right? (laughs) Yeah,
1: right. We're pals. (laughs) How does... I mean, he meets so many people, but he was so cool and nice. And uh, so it's weird, I guess. Occasionally, you do run into these people again. It's kind of a small world. But I mean, I'm not on that level. But, you know, I've been opening for Seinfeld, and that is on that level. And he and Bradley Cooper are actually legitimate friends.
0: So if Bradley Cooper sees Seinfeld... Yeah. And you, he'll go, oh, maybe? M- maybe. maybe. Well, or maybe he'll know. just talk to Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. H- how many gigs are you doing with Seinfeld a year? Are you doing a lot? Well, it's only been
1: like a year and a half or two years I've been working with him, but I just do, I I don't know. Um, it seems like it's like w- maybe once a month for quite a while. I don't know. So we like saw that. you yeah. in New
0: York at yeah. the, what was the theater? The Beacon Theater. Oh, that yeah. was awesome. That yeah, was we cool. saw you at the Beacon when you. Right. And I think. I feel like it was the first time you opened for him, but I could it be might wrong. Have
1: been. It might have been. It's, uh, yeah, those beacons are really fun. He does a bunch of them, and it's such a great gig for me because yeah. I'm home. I can walk to that theater from where I live, and, you know, I get to open for Seinfeld, hang out, we go get pizza, and then I sleep in my own bed, and it's like, it's surreal. I don't even, I go home, and, you know, he likes to hang out, so it's just us hanging out. Does, and he, then,
0: does he text you ever?
1: Yeah. He texted me about The Tonight Show. He's like, I saw your set. Excellent work, really good. We're working together this weekend, so we'll get to catch up on it. God, that's awesome. It's really—he's a great guy, and he—he he loves comedy, and he just—he wants to be a comedian. Like he's like all of us comedians, just hanging out. Right. That's what he likes, you know. And it's just like he's at another level, but that's what he likes. When
0: are you going to be on his TV show? comedians in cars every year when they announce or i don't know how often they announce it the the new
1: i don't know i've you know i don't know that i've known him since he's really cast it that way but you know he uses a lot of big names too every time i work with him i just go this is a, a master class in comedy and to get to talk to him and it just elevates what i do like he's such a professional it makes me want to be a more professional in his life he's got it dialed in and the approach he takes to taking care of himself is about his work. You know, he's like, I need to take care of myself because I want to work at this level. And it makes me go, this is serious. I want to, I want to work like this. So I've gained so much from working with him that it, I, every time I work with him, I go, if nothing else ever happened with this, I would be thrilled with where we're at. Now,
0: when you say take care of himself, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, he works out every day, pretty much. He meditates twice a day. He got me into meditating actually.
0: You meditate? Yeah, yeah. So what do you do? You sit that cross legged? How do you do that? Well you sit it's, in a chair?
1: Uh TM, transcendental meditation is okay. what I do. Is there
0: music? No music. People tell me I need to do I just say, Keith, you're wound up. You need to, I think, you need to bring it down. So I'm I'm yeah. asking this for me. Yeah, well, I, and the other people that don't know what it is. Look, I uh,
1: you know, I had been doing guided meditations on my own for a while just because I was trying to get my anxiety levels normal. This job's crazy. Yeah. And then um, I was tired and working a lot and on the road. And I remember we were in L.A. and and, and Seinfeld had been working like crazy. Like he was on, the, I think he just finished uh, Comedians in Cars and we had four big shows at the Pantages in L.A. I was drained. And I all I was doing was his shows and just kind of coming off the road. And he sat me down. And goes, Ryan, we got to have a conversation. I go, okay. He goes, I think you need to. There's, I just want you to know that there's a there's something that can help you. I know maybe you're tired, and I know that comedians get tired, and you're working a lot. And there's this thing that can help you. I just want you to know about it. I've been doing it for 40 years or whatever, and check it out if you want. It wasn't like a thing, but he is an advocate for it. And um, I'd been doing some other kind of meditation, but it's got me doing it more regularly. And it is, it makes you go like, I can handle this. Like, I, I can handle it now. So, so what?
0: You do this in, uh, so if you're on the road, you're in a hotel room. Yeah. You sit on the floor. you have you a mat? You just sit in a chair. No, you just sit in a chair. <laughs> you just, I know nothing about this. Yeah, can you tell?
1: Right. Well, you just learn. It's pretty simple. I mean, you, if you really want to do the transcendental meditation, you can take a course, which is what I did. You go like, it's like a four day course once a day. It's real easy, simple. Is it, is it long? No, it's like oh. an hour. It's real easy. you got to do it four days in a row, though, because it's basically just practicing. A- and as simple. you take
0: this class for four days in a row, you yeah. notice a difference in that?
1: Yeah, especially during the class, because it's like you're doing it twice. If you do it twice a day, 20 minutes twice a day is what I try to do, but I uh, generally get in one. But if I'm really disciplined and I'm and cranking on all cylinders that, and I'm doing two,
0: I can tell the difference. So, so let me ask you this. Did you meditate before this? No. Because of this, will you need to meditate afterwards?
1: (laughs) I'm going to have to go. i got a show tonight, and I do need to. I'm going to have to meditate. Now, this didn't make me... It's just a thing if you do it normally, (laughs) consistently, like you handle stuff better. I I say no to the things I need to say no to. That's where I get a lot of my anxiety.
0: Being asked to do things that maybe you don't want to do,
1: like this podcast? No, this was not one of them. Okay. But I don't do a lot of podcasts, to be honest. It does give me some anxiety, but this one was not one. Is
0: it because of the uncertainty? Yeah, I just don't want to
1: I don't know. I'm a pretty private person, and uh, a lot of these long-form interviews, I'm just I don't
0: know. I'm not cut out for it. Is this long-form? I guess this is long-form,
1: but this is I know you, so I I trust you. It's easier.
0: Because we're going to go eat after this, and this this conversation will continue like this.
1: Yeah, right. This is just us (laughs) talking, yeah.
0: All right, Ryan, thanks for doing this. Yeah, I appreciate it. His name is Ryan Hamilton, great friend. Uh, Ryan Hamilton, your website, tell the people.
1: RyanHamiltonLive.com. Oh, come on. I couldn't get my name. There's another guy Oh, that guy, to yeah, me.
0: you told about I'm not going to bring that up. <laughs> I'm not going to yeah, well, bring that up. It's fine, it's fine. I'm not going to bring that up. But it's Ryan, RyanHamiltonLive.com. <laughs> he's doing theaters, he's hanging out with all yeah. the muckety-mucks, and he's hanging out with us right here. Uh, thanks a lot, this buddy. This was
1: so fun. Appreciate it. Thanks for
0: doing yeah. it.